Hello! I hope that you've been having a great time listening to these episodes. It's been super fun to make them. I'm Matt Griffo. I produce the show. Okay, so Then This Happened is a show where real stories are told and musical improvisers cut in and out with songs moving the story along. This episode, the storyteller is New Zealander Robbie Ellis. Tēnā hello, welcome. My name is Robbie Ellis and I'm here to tell the story of the protest dildo that flew around the world. To set the scene, Aotearoa, New Zealand, specifically the Bay of Islands, the far north of the North Island, right on the South Pacific Ocean, it's a bay of islands, bathed in sunshine with beautiful sandy beaches, farmland, fresh water sources, lots of forests nearby for felling timber. We're in the early 19th century. Plenty of Māori, the indigenous people, were living in the area and had been for centuries, but the Bay of Islands started becoming popular for Europeans, sailors, whalers, missionaries, lumberjacks, grog merchants, prostitutes, British, French, Dutch, Americans. They were all sailing the seven seas and stopping in NZ. Some of the locals found them useful, trading with them, learning to read and write from them, but bloody hell, some of those sailors and whalers were hellraisers and a right nuisance. One of the towns got called the hellhole of the Pacific. Oh, hellhole. Oh, welcome to the Pacific. Welcome here, we've got whalers, sailors, and really good times. So the British Crown said, right, all these British subjects are going to the other side of the globe, getting up to heaven knows what, and we have no control over them. We've got to fix this. So, February the 6th, 1840, Captain Hobson of the Royal Navy and a number of Māori chiefs signed a treaty at a spot called Waitangi, which means weeping waters. The treaty said that Māori get to keep all their lands, all their customs, all their rights, and they also get the protection of Queen Victoria. So any European whalers or traders, what have you, if they mess with you, we now have the legal authority to deal with them. Governor Hobson said, He iwi tahi tato, we are one people now. That was the Treaty of Waitangi, Te Tiriti or Waitangi. So far so good? Nah. 
It worked when there weren't that many Europeans around, but through the 1840s, 1850s, 1860s, the Industrial Revolution was making Britain awful and crowded, and a bunch of Brits said, I heard there's, like, lots of free farmland in New Zealand. So those Brits came in and took it from the Māori, and the British Army helped them. Never mind this treaty, it's not like a contract or anything. We now fast forward through history to the 1970s. Wider New Zealand society starts to recognise that the Māori had been screwed over. So we start to grapple with this history together, just a, a little bit to begin. So we made the 6th of February a national public holiday, Waitangi Day, and started holding commemorations in Waitangi on the very same spot they signed that treaty. And in 1974, we had the weirdest pageant you can imagine. Like, imagine an Olympic opening ceremony, but really, really cheap. A two and a half hour show tracing the history of New Zealand. Um, like, a celebrity sang, like, run rabbit, run rabbit, run, while, like, a giant moa, which is like an extinct New Zealand ostrich, laid an egg. And I can't make this up. They finished with the song The Age of Aquarius from the musical Hair. And Queen Elizabeth and Prince Charles and Princess Anne were there and the TV cameras cut to them and like Charles and Anne were like giggling. We've seen a lot of weird stuff around the world, but like this is weird and funny. Queen Elizabeth, of course, was stone-faced as she usually is. It was a weird, weird TV event. Charles? Yes? Everything is dirty here. Yes, mother, well, we're working on it. They call this entertainment? They call this the Waitangi Annual Celebration. I heard it's going to be very special this year. Is that an ostrich? It looks like an old ostrich, a big, big old ostrich. Oh, maybe we could have some ostrich eggs after the event. A little bit of an ostrich benedict. Oh, ostrich benedict is my favourite benedict. But Waitangi isn't all about dead moa laying eggs. That same year, some protesters laid a bomb. No one was hurt, but it's part of a long history of protest on Waitangi Day, the 6th of February. Politicians travel to the far north and they might get jostled by the crowds, they might get blocked from entering the treaty grounds. One year, someone threw mud at the leader of the opposition, who, in fairness, was a massive racist. And one year, someone grabbed the Prime Minister's jacket to stop him walking any further. And sometimes like the local iwi, the local tribe, will simply not invite the Prime Minister to speak at commemorations. However, Waitangi Day 2016, we have the pièce de résistance of protesting. There's a senior cabinet minister, Stephen Joyce, known in the government as Mr Fixit or the Minister for Everything. He was talking to some reporters after meeting with leaders from the local iwi or tribe. There were mics pointed at his face and he's like, blah, 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 blah. We had a very productive discussion, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, thwack! An object flies into shot. It hits him in the chin. It is a rubber dildo, the colour of pasty pink flesh, with the head of the dildo in a hotter pink colour, with a shaft of sizeable girth and two large scrotal mounds. It like, it, when it hit his chin, it made this thwack noise. It had a bit of head to it. Yeah, it's like, it's like a hit. It's like a, an 808 drum kit kick drum, but pitched higher. Yeah, and it's got like, and it was also a squeaky toy. Did I mention that like there's a tiniest bit of squeak with this like thwack? Yep, squeak, a thwack. Yep, yep. 
someone called Josie Butler. She was a nurse and she was protesting a trade agreement that New Zealand and Japan and the United States and nine other countries were negotiating in secrecy without the public knowing. But things had leaked and it looked like the Obama administration of the US wanted to force other countries to pay more for life-saving drugs. So you know how drug prices are really, really high in the US but like not as high in other countries? President Obama wanted drug prices to be high everywhere. Right after Josie Butler threw this dildo and hit Stephen Joyce in the face, she yelled, that's for raping our sovereignty. Well, what did she mean by that? Well, remember, she's a nurse. And later on, she said, we already have over 300,000 children living below the poverty line in New Zealand. I don't want to live in a country where families have to choose between potentially life-saving medication or feeding their children. Nurses, they know what's up. Your health is in decline Your knee feels slightly 
So, by the way, Josie Butler was escorted away from the scene. Uh, she was arrested for just like an hour or two. Uh, no charges were laid because New Zealand's pretty chill. And to be honest, Stephen Joyce, you know, he wasn't particularly angry about it. But of course, this moment went viral immediately. There was the gif, there was the video, there was the meme, there was the Hard House and Dubstep remix. And there were like two ways that New Zealanders viewed all this going viral into the world. So the Prime Minister, John Key, who hadn't been invited to Waitangi this year, by the way, he'd always tried to run New Zealand as a corporation with perfect PR crisis management. And he said, it's appalling because that image has gone around the world with all the insecurity about New Zealand getting mentioned in the world media. But Stephen Joyce, like, I don't agree with the man politically, but I've known one or two people who've worked with him, and they say he's a good manager, a decent person, and knows how to take a joke. Uh, he said it's simply one of the privileges of serving as a member of parliament. He did add it would be unfortunate for being known for this incident, but he later tweeted, someone send the gif over to John Oliver so we can get it over with. You know he wanted to be known for this. He wanted his moment of worldwide fame. Hey, did you see that video of me on the internet? It went viral last week. This poor nurse, she threw a dildo at me And it didn't hurt that bad I'm taking it on the chin Taking it on the chin Yeah, I'm taking it on the chin Oh yeah, you're taking the face, guy on the chin Taking it on the chin If you're not familiar with him, he's an English comedian who hosts a weekly comedy news show on HBO called Last Week Tonight. He's always made a feature of news stories from elsewhere in the English-speaking world, not just the US, but also the UK, Canada, Australia, and the runt of the litter, New Zealand. So on this episode, he said, We've talked a lot about New Zealand on this show the last couple of years. We were going to have a moratorium on stories from there. And he'd seen the dildo video, and he was like, all right. But then when Stephen Joyce subtweeted John Oliver, if you're going to try to bait me, Joyce, into a response, prepare for the nuclear option. Last week tonight, staged a gospel choir singing the Hallelujah Chorus from Handel's Messiah. It's a dildo flying dildo created a new New Zealand flag with a blue background, the British Union flag in the corner, Stephen Joyce's face with a dildo smacking it. There were red, white and blue dildo balloons falling from the ceiling and there were two human actors in giant dildo mascot costumes flying through the studio on wires. It's 
business career building a commercial radio network. You'd made profits through on-air stunts to boost ratings. You got millions of dollars when you sold the network. You went into politics behind the scenes, spending years coordinating campaign strategy from outside parliament. Then nine years as a senior cabinet minister, Mr. Fix-It, the minister of everything, a really effective political operator. And we know that you profess that you didn't want to be known for getting hit in the face with a dildo, but I think secretly the proudest moment of your life was turning a weird moment of discombobulation in a media stand-up into a worldwide comedy news moment. John Oliver told you, this will never be over for you. Your entire life will be viewed through a dildonic prism. And that is the story of the protest dildo that flew around the world. Waitangi Day episode of Then This Happened, Musical Stories. All right, so this show is recorded in my tiny recording studio in Chicago. To listen to the unedited version of this episode, you can go to patreon.com slash Matt Griffo. 
there is a, it is very interesting to hear how it's all put together. Uh, for on vocals, we have Drake Schrader, Brittany Flynn, and me, Matt Griffo, and then boo doo boo boom. Andy Masters was on guitar for this one on electric guitar, and we got Mike Mandis, who is on cajon, giving us the beats, and again Robbie Ellis, who is telling the story. Share this episode with anybody who is into New Zealand, is a New Zealander, had a dildo thrown at their face, or is Stephen Joyce. It absolutely helps the show to rate it. So on Apple Podcasts, if you can rate this show, that would help us so much. I appreciate you.